0: hello my friends welcome to let's talk my name is shay marville and i think one of the most important skills in this world is being able to have a conversation with a friend or a foe let's talk is a podcast about listening growing connecting and hoping through compassion and talking, and I mean really talking, about the good things and the hard things, and with remarkable people living in a remarkable time. So let's talk. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Let's Talk. A month ago, I had a chance to speak to the very busy and special CEO, Michelle Bailey, about her new book, The currency of gratitude, turning small gestures into powerful business results. Michelle, oh my, Michelle's company started in 1994 and she makes a mean and delicious rice and beans. Michelle Bailey, welcome to Let's Talk. So let's talk.
1: Well, Shay, well, what a way to start. Just jump right in. <laughs> I know. I don't care about how are you. Like, no,
0: how are you? No, let's just no. get to it.
1: <laughs> well, here, I've got a copy of the book here. for Some people who haven't seen it yet, it, even though social media has it all going. The current yes. attitude, um, Shay, it launched uh, in Times Square on April 13th. Um on the billboards in Times Square, those big neon signs. I was supposed to be there as a lot of my blazing team members were. That didn't happen, but regardless, the launch happened in New York City on April 13th at eight. I saw it. I
0: saw it and I saw the big billboard. It was amazing. We sold out
1: on Amazon by two o'clock that day. Say it again. You, we you sold did out what? By you did what? The inventory that Amazon had brought in yes brings in whatever they think will we sold out by 2 p.m. and we have been out of stock continually they're replenishing supplies and selling out and um so that totally unexpected uh because as you know uh, in Canada we have our own inventory because we brought inventory for our clients so the U.S. is is it just keeps moving and I'm I'm so grateful and then uh, we had the virtual launch here in Canada uh, at the end of April and um I was blessed to have hundreds of family, friends, clients, um, suppliers, strategic partnership show up for that. And that was just invigorating. Uh, Christine McGee, our Canadian Sleep Country Canada icon, did an amazing job at interviewing. She did. Not letting me off the hook with anything, did she, Shay? <laughs> no, she did not. <laughs> she did not. And I loved it because it was real and it was it was what it needed to be. And last week, um, on May 20th, actually, uh, BMO uh, did their own launch to the Women's Presence uh, WPO member, Women's Presence Organization members across Canada, and for their board of directors. And Sherry and I have known each other really well for the last five years. And it was another really, real, vulnerable conversation about gratitude. And, uh, and Shay, so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really, um, I'm so appreciative. I'm... Mm overwhelmed. I've had, Forbes has had me on over 30 interviews in the US. Um, I, I'm just, I'm really grateful. I mean, grateful that um, I have a piece to say about gratitude. Mm. Actually, I want to go back in, on that for a minute, Shay. You know, people talk about the benefits of gratitude, how it changes your brain. hmm um, that you should wake up and remind yourself of meditation and mindfulness and being grateful uh, mm-hmm. for what the day is going to bring you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to think about three things that you're grateful for. And I think that the gratitude journal and all of that is fabulous and wonderful. But my mission is to push gratitude out. My gratitude is not to be thinking how grateful I am every day because I do that automatically. Yes. My mission is to show people how easy it is to spread gratitude and what happens when you start on that journey of gratitude. Because
0: so, so why, why, why is gratitude your mission? Why do you need to push that out?
1: Sure. I need to push it out because for me, it's so darn easy and simple. <laughs> if I can show other people how easy It is to implement in everything you do and everything you say, for the most part, it changes relationships in your life. Mm. I started, as you heard on the book launch with Christine McGee, from the age of eight, I would do hand-drawn cards. Every night I would make cards and, and make a pretty picture on them in black and white. And then I would sell them door to door to my neighbors. You know, you can buy one, package of three, but the best deal is five. And I had matching envelopes. So I was an entrepreneur at eight and I didn't realize, and and what was interesting for me is people keep asking me, why are you on this gratitude journey? Why are you writing notes? And gratitude, by the way, Shay, is not just about note writing.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Look, I discuss many ways on how to show gratitude. Note Mm -hmm. happens to be one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And um, people said to me, did you learn this from your mother? And I said, no, I didn't learn from my mother. She's a gracious woman, but the art of note writing, I never learned from her. I don't know where I learned it from, but I learned at a very young age, when I write something to somebody, it brings a smile to their face, mm-hmm. them up, and it's like I'm transferring my energy to them. To where I've taken it now and today, to the questions in my the Mind the idea workshop, I have people ponder and write when they're yes. thanking someone. You know, one word that describes you. Mm-hmm. Came into my life. You bring me joy by. Fire mm-hmm. me because. I hope to add to our journey together. And I want to thank you for those simple questions. Just wow. fill in the blanks. Yes, yes. If you've been with me. You've yes. seen how it's changed people's lives.
0: Okay, so here's here's my big question for you, be, because, you know, I have seen you up close, and I know that this isn't a uh, this isn't a marketing uh, campaign. This is who you are one of the questions that i have always wondered about because you've been so successful in the advertising branding and marketing business you know you have you have blazing and you've had that boutique agency for 25 years maybe it's a little bit more of 26. Uh, 26 okay and and you you have an amazing team by the way like your team unbelievable like their level of commitment you know and just the joyfulness. I, I, I love that team very, very much. Um, and I don't, we don't do any work together. So it's, I'm not saying that because we're working together. I'm saying it because I've gotten to know them over the last eight years and they're a really spectacular team. How, but, but I'm wondering what is driving you because you have, you, you have an agency. It's very successful. Why write a second book about gratitude? Why keep, Sharing this story. Why, like what is it that is driving you to share this message with the world?
1: You know what, Shay? I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I know what's driving me, but I know it makes me come alive. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: When something makes you come alive, it's an inherent passion you have. And it comes easy to you then I feel this is part of a journey that I need to turn around and make it a teachable moment,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. a teachable skill, a transferable skill. And and not just the art of, of, of note, writing notes. It's the art of um, active listening,
2: mm-hmm.
1: active listening without interrupting and trying to get your point across. Yes, yes. It's, holding space for people Mm. more than ever. I took a day off last Friday. First day I've taken off in probably a year. (laughs) That day I called three people that I know just needed to talk. They just Mm -hmm. space for me. And for 45 minutes, I just let them talk because that's a form of gratitude Mm. to be heard. It's the appreciation we show one another. It's the unexpected gestures. It's the fact that in my office, I know a lot of people love my Haitian rice and beans. (laughs) So when I make Haitian rice and beans now, Shay, I make 12 cups of Haitian rice and beans, (laughs) package it in Ziploc bags and drop it off to people who I know love my Haitian rice and beans or my lentil soup. Yes. Yes. Seafood chowder, little things, unexpected. Yeah, things Like for Valentine's Day, I sent the amazing team, as you call them, <laughs> a <laughs> box of um, cupcakes, cookies, candies, like a really neat box from another female woman-owned business, Georgie Porgy. Yes. I sent them to all of my team members with a note that said, sending you this to remind me, to remind you that it's Valentine's Day and I appreciate you.
0: Hmm. I, I wonder, I wonder about your relationship between or with gratitude and the things that uh, you've lost over, over the years. You have gone through a lot to, to build your business and keep it going. And this, this is before the pandemic.
2: Yeah.
0: Is, 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 was gratitude a part of, of building your business and rebuilding it when, when things got tough?
1: Yes, absolutely, Shay. When, um, as an entrepreneur, you have highs and you have lows. Now, let me let you tell you, when I hit low, I go really low. In fact, Eric Marshall, my managing partner, asked Tom and Martine, who've been through, with me through some of the toughest times. Yes. 24-year employee and a, and a 17-year employee is this pandemic, is this the worst it's ever been? Mm. I said, no. We've been with Michelle through worse. And they have. So in going through really challenging times when you don't have the ability to sit, more or less stand to hold yourself up, Mm -hmm. when groups of people that come and make you stand and help you to walk, you can walk again. A simple thank you. Is not enough,
0: isn't it? Was that your what inspired the first book that you wrote? Like what that that sort of that dip in the business, and I, I think it was a betrayal of a of someone that worked with you that that really sort of jeopardized things for a little while.
1: Yeah, it was employee fraud and embezzlement. Oh wow, it was a you know it. The police stepped in, the fraud squad stepped in, Halton fraud squad. They had many cases to choose from. They chose mine. But when I went through that betrayal of a very trusted general manager, you you think about a lot of things. You think about, oh my God, am I going to lose my business? Hmm. What am I going to do with my employees? How are we going to survive this? How am I going to pay back all these people that I owe money to? But Shay, (laughs) there was a big chance that I could lose myself. Lose the Michelle that I like and know who trusts people and is vulnerable and transparent. That was at risk too. I had all these things at risk besides money. Mm-hmm. So I had so many incredible people step in to help me navigate through that very challenging time. And it wasn't for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, it was for 18 months before I could start walking on my own again. So that's why I realized, oh my goodness, a simple thank you mm. do
0: incredible was was that experience um so transformative that it pushed you into a new direction as an entrepreneur, or how did that experience that sort of that that valley uh in the business and with the with the with the manager who um you know, became an animal, let's just say they became a a wild animal. Um, How did that change your business and and the direction you were going? And or did it? Did it change the direction? It did change the
1: direction. It changed the direction and had me start to focus on clients that I really liked working with. Mm, Uh, Clients that fueled me instead of me always fueling them. Because during that challenging time, Shay, I actually put together a list. Positive people, and that included friends, family, clients. Negative people, and that included friends, family, and clients. Yes. People that were energy neutral. And I had so little of myself to give that I couldn't talk to anybody in the negative category. And depending on what day it was, was whether I could talk to you if you were the neutral category. So family, that. friends, and clients. <laughs> so um I had a couple clients in that negative territory that I, I just couldn't deal with anything. Yes. Call from them. I just couldn't, someone else had to handle it because I had so little left. Yeah. I let toxic people take it away. Yes. Mm. It does, it did and does change where I give my energy, who I give it to. The clients we work with, um, and how really I approach life. I mean, that was a very big lesson. That lesson cost me millions of dollars, and I still didn't get my MBA after that lesson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, but, but in a way, didn't that that lesson prepared you for the pandemic? It did. Like because I mean, I think at the beginning when we we talked. You were, you were like, well, um, you, know, you know, Shay, I, I always plan, you know, 24 months in advance, uh, 55 months in advance, and so that we change the plan slightly. You're very organized about how you structure the business. How did the pandemic change your planning? Um,
1: the pandemic changed my planning in uh, one way. It was the same that happened in the financial crisis of 2009. Mm -hmm. My dad said to me, forget all your goals, forget all your plans, forget your business plan. You only have one goal, and that's to keep this incredible team intact through these challenging times. So you can put your business plan out the window. That's your goal. And you know, Fritzie was right. Because when this came around in March, Mm -hmm. Janet, Eric, and I met, and I said, We have one goal to keep this team intact through these challenging times. Hmm. So, what does the business plan look like, Shay? We're still in lockdown. I have no idea.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I have no idea what the plan is going to look like, but I have kept my team intact.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Challenging times. And that is no small feat. As, a, as an advertising and marketing firm. No, no. When a lot of your clients are struggling to stay afloat and you have some that are doing so well, they don't need any marketing support. Yes. It's, it's, it's not a level playing field. So, but my team, I think they know that I've got their backs cause they've got mine. Yeah. And, um, let's just, let's just, get through this.
0: Now it gives me shivers though that you said that because so many people right now over the last uh, 15 months their economic life has completely changed because they they've lost their jobs. I mean and 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 they've not been part of the leader's plan for survival. And what you're talking about is that the survival only happens because the team is intact. That, it's in, that's incredible to me.
1: You know, it's, it's incredible watching the team. Uh, so some of the account managers are busy because their accounts haven't changed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Some account managers are really quiet because they've been working on the businesses that have really been hard hit. Yeah. To watch them jump in and help each other out, consistent, now it's 16 months, consistently, I've got time, I'm going to come help, I've got time. Unbelievable. What do you need us to do, Michelle? What do you need us to do? We're here, we're going to do it. So to have that kind of culture yes. just breeds nothing but, uh, you know, a gratefulness and helpfulness and making sure that they're taking care of one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We can't wait to get together again. We're no. going back to the office in a hybrid model. Sure. A lot of companies are going back because my team wants to be connected. They need each other.
0: Yes. Yeah. You grow together. You grow together. How has it been for you as an entrepreneur who's very connected Uh from a network point of view, you, you know, before the pandemic, you were somebody who was actively involved in an, in a, a number of different, you know, very strong networks.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How has your network like uh, changed or grown? Like, how's that, how's that working right now?
1: It's actually grown Shay. And I'll tell you why it's grown. Really? Yeah. Which actually surprises me. The first week of the pandemic, I actually made a list of everyone I needed to contact, everyone, and I'm hmm. daily, weekly, monthly, or quarterly. And then I started reaching out to these people and they would say to me, Michelle, I really need to connect you with someone else. I really need you to meet this person or can you connect me, Michelle? So what I found is that, um, and this is what I said to everyone I talked to through these 16 months, when you were having a good day, Because a lot of us had a lot of bad days. Yes. (laughs) Good day. You owe it to humanity and society to give your energy away. So when I'm having a really good day, I call people. I I pick up the phone, I call people. It's not scheduled, it's not a Zoom calling to check in. I thought about you, want to make sure you're okay. Because when you have energy and positive energy to give, and Shay, you're a walking example of positivity. You owe it to humanity to give it away because so many people are struggling. Yeah, it's, just, it's so.
0: But your but your relationships have helped to sustain you yes. as you go through this.
1: But I'm very vulnerable and real and authentic and transparent. When I'm having a bad day, mm-hmm. I let people know it's not a good day. Mm-hmm. I'm. I I, I just I, I had one girlfriend who from a text that I answered. She sent me a text for something, I answered her text. She knew from my text that I was not okay. Wow. So she texted me back and she said, it was a Friday afternoon, she goes, I'm gonna Zoom you tomorrow morning, what time works for you? I'm gonna Zoom you on the weekend, what time works for you? And we talked for two hours until she got me where I needed to be. And that's just ready to handle whatever challenges were gonna be coming in the next couple of weeks but it's that reciprocity mm. about the realness and the authenticity. Like I, I, I tell people like you're talking to people on zoom and people would come on and they go, how are you? I go, oh, oh no. I would ask them, how are you? And they'd say, I'm fine. And yeah. Oh, glad you're fine. Cause I'm really struggling. I'm, I'm really, yeah. And when you say that to people, yes. I'm very anxious, I'm, I've got a lot of anxiety right now. Yes. Um, people then turn around and the story changes
0: Mm.
1: vulnerability and realism and people will be real back to you.
0: Yeah. I think, I, I think that's absolutely the truth. And I, I mean, I think it's also what this pandemic has done is it's made real relationships more real and fake or superficial relationships, like sort of not necessary you know, how can I ask, you know, you said that you were an entrepreneur from the time you're basically about eight. Right. How why did you become, do you think, an entrepreneur at such a young age? Like why? what what was it that drove you at that age to to think you could go out and make things and sell and, you know, and and that you could always write your own ticket kind of thing?
1: No, Shay, I think it's, um, I wanted to control my own destiny. Um, I wanted to be able to look forward to Mondays. Hmm. Um, a lot of people I know don't look forward to Mondays. And on Sunday night, i have to tell you, I'm excited. I'm usually writing in the My Big Idea Planner. You've seen it. Yes, I love the planner. I love it. The- um, I'm writing what I need to do for the day. And I'm excited about the day. Um, and I wasn't always excited about Mondays. Hmm. So, and even in points in my own entrepreneurial journey, I wasn't excited about Mondays. So when I'm not excited about Mondays, or not excited about coming to work or, or seeing the people that I work with,
2: mm-hmm. then
1: when I need to do a, a pause in my own life, mm-hmm. I'm at the right place, time. Am I giving it my best Do mm-hmm. things shift? And how do I change my perspective? So did that, that mindset
0: start when you were a young, like, did you always have that mindset or was right. it something you cultivated over time?
1: It's, it's with, with wisdom comes, with time comes wisdom. Yeah. I think for me, it was probably around the time I was 30. 30 was a big aha moment for me. Interesting.
0: Looking. 30. Why? Why 30? 30.
1: I had been working and doing really well with two previous uh, large ad agencies, and then I had my second child, my daughter, Katrina, and realized I didn't want to go back. I had Alexander and went back after six weeks. I had Katrina, and my boss expected me back in six weeks, and I didn't want to go back. Yeah. In fact, when my four-month mat leave ended, I remember being so distraught about going back to work that my husband said, Michelle, if this is going to be our life with you miserable all the time, you yeah. better figure out a new life because this ain't working for me. Wow.
0: Well, so you were, you were 30 when you, when you started to, or start to build the business. Yeah. Wow. So, so you had never had a business prior to, to that. So it was the kids and, and wanting to control your own destiny that, that drove you to start
1: this this this, market, this advertising agency. What actually drove me to start at Shea is I wanted to create a culture that I wanted to work in.
2: Mm-hmm. That wow. is what
1: drove me for Blazing. I wanted, that's when I realized the two previous firms did not give me what I wanted. And that mm-hmm. was a great culture.
0: Hmm. That's really fascinating. I, th- I think that's fascinating because, again, where we are right now, the prediction is that 2022 and 2023 are going to be booms. And, and from, from my mouth to God's ears, right? Let's hope. Uh, <laughs> because of what we've gone through, there's a lot of people who are not going to be able to go back to what they had before because they, they want to control their own destiny. What would you say to them based on your experience of when
1: you did this long, long before pandemic? Okay, this is what I tell every aspiring entrepreneur. When I set out to do Start Blazing, I was told by a very, very large client who will remain nameless. (laughs) Uh, She supported this, me going off on my own. And that she would give me so much business, I would have to ramp up with probably 20 staff to manage her account. So with that promise, I left a very well-paying job because I was unhappy. Yes. Let me tell you, for six months, Shay, when no emails, phone calls, texts, nothing was returned. Let me tell you, that was a big life lesson.
0: So she didn't provide?
1: She She didn't return my calls
0: holy wow so
1: be careful number one be careful what people promise you
0: yes yeah
1: it doesn't transform into actual business and remember i think the stats are only one business out of five or something five or uh, ten survive five years Oh. Uh, you know it's hard it's harder than you can ever imagine yes it is um You know, you have to do every job. I mean, when I started to build my team, uh, I think one of my account managers was watching me at the time and she was saying, oh, my goodness, you're trying to send out a courier package. It's funny watching you Or it's funny. She made some comment tongue in cheek about something. And I looked at her and I said, you know, when I started blazing until I hit a million dollars, I was the courier. (laughs) the project manager, the strategist, the executive assistant, I was all those things. Yeah. So yeah. I've had every role and I've done it, what I needed to do to get here, to give you the kind of job you have now. Yeah. So have very, their roles are very clear.
0: Yes. Yeah. Do you think that your early years, uh, you know, growing up around the world, May, opened you up to the idea that you could always change your circumstance?
1: I, d- I never thought of that, Shay. I think what growing up in many places taught me yes. is relationships are key. Because every time I would settle in a place, whether it be Haiti or New York City or Michigan or Manchester, New Hampshire or London, Ontario, I was uprooted so I would start to get great relationships and then I'd be moving again. Mm-hmm. For me, I think what it pointed out is the value of real relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That gave me an appreciation of people and what they can bring to you and what I can give to them.
0: Yes. Yeah. And what and what it's going to inspire you to have the energy to do what you care about doing. Because if you think about it also, I mean, you, you mentioned at least 12, you know, like the 12 different jobs you had within your business to keep the biz- to make the business work. You have to have capacity for that. Like you have to have energy to, to drive that kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. You, because it's so overwhelming if you sit and think of everything that needs to be done. <laughs> I mean, I had to hit, I think it was $828,000 that I hit in revenues before I hired my first project manager. Wow. But what that tells you is <laughs> the margin was so tight to get that job that I didn't have money to pay someone. And when I did hire this person, it was time. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Wow. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So how, how do you stay uh, on top and keep growing because the ad agency business is uh, extre- like it's an understatement to say it's extremely competitive. Um, and it's just, it's being changed as we sit here talking right now. How do you stay in the game and stay competitive and stay engaged and, and offering your clients new, new, new ideas and new ways?
1: surround yourself with the smartest people. Yeah. They will tell you what you need to know. Mm. So Eric Marshall, my managing partner, he tells me what I need to know when to show up and what he needs from me. (laughs) He doesn't expect me to know the latest and greatest different medias and all of that. Yes. That's his, and the team's job to explain them to me in a way that I get it and understand it and question him and believe in it and talk to the client about it. But it's about getting, I, I often say, I'm the bus that's stuck in the lane, get the bus out of the lane so the traffic can move. <laughs> oh, Michelle,
0: I, yeah, I mean, I just, um, I continue to be inspired by you and, and your great work. Who, who inspires you? Like who's inspired you to get to where you are right now? And, and, I mean, to write this book, what, which is a great act of generosity, but who is it for you? You know
1: what, it, um, my parents, uh, in a way, like it's, it, it's a couple people. people. My father always challenged me. Um, I have three brothers and mm-hmm. was never as good as my brothers. So I had something to prove. <laughs> so I think that was one thing. You know, the one, the, the creative chick needed to prove to her dad that she was as good as her brothers. Mm.
0: Your dad was a, your dad was a physician from yeah. Haiti, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. A physician with four medical degrees. He was a certified financial analyst. He played the stock market. Well, he was just a brilliant Renaissance man, spoke six languages. So I wanted to prove to him, but also my husband, um, Patrick, um, he said something to me when I was, believe it or not, Shay. When he married me, I was I was kind of shy and introverted. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you can't imagine that I was quiet, shy, and introverted. And we were in London, and uh, he, uh, I, I tried to get a job at London Life, yes, the trust and 3M. Those were the big employers in 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 London. So I had a marketing degree, business degree, um, and I applied. From Western, and I applied, and I didn't get first interview. So Patrick, who'd lived in London all his life and was working there full-time for London Life, said, we've got to move to Toronto. I said, why do we got to go there, <laughs> this little town? And he said to me, Michelle, there is greatness in you, mm. and here in London sees it. So we have to go away, because there's greatness in you, and we will figure it out.
0: Wow. That's amazing. And, and that was how long ago? How long was it? A lo- uh,
1: I was 22 years old. A long time.
0: <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Isn't it? So isn't it amazing to have someone, right? Who, who believes in you
1: until you believe it in yourself? You know what, Shay? And that's exactly what happened. I couldn't see it in myself. And he did. So he needed to nourish that part of me till I got confident. I wasn't confident in my first job. I wasn't confident in my second job. I started to gain a little confidence in my third job. Actually a little, I got a lot because I was producing and and doing a great job for the firm. Best sales rep they ever had, sales, account supervisor they ever had. Uh, And then it allowed me to have the confidence to leave for another ad agency and gain more knowledge and experience, which then allowed me to do what I'm doing now, at blazing in my big idea.
0: Do you think that having uh, children made you more confident also?
1: No, no, no. 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 Children have a great way of making you question everything you <laughs> everything you do. And I have a son that never stops challenging me ever. <laughs> so, they take my confidence away. Sometimes yeah. I'd say, Alex, I was feeling really good till you gave me your comments. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, I know, it's wild. It's like they, they don't have any concept. I, would you have ever done that to your parents, though? You never would Oh, no. Well, I wouldn't have done that,
1: yeah. No, No, children were seen, not heard. Yeah, it's a different time. It's a very different Different times, time. you know, totally different times. And it's okay, yeah. I embrace it all. Yeah, totally. It gave me confidence. It took my confidence away. So so what do you think gave you the confidence?
0: You know, when you think back to that young girl of eight selling, um, making and designing her cards and then keeping one for herself and selling them. And you think about the young woman who, you know, traveled with her parents and then came to like Ontario. I think you were by yourself. Mm -hmm. Right and and then you think about the woman who had two kids and quit her j- job to start a business and then the i'm sorry the woman who in the face of someone's fraudulent behavior against your company you 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 rose from that and th- and then you wrote you know a couple books and like what gives you, what gives you that that strength and that power, you know, to 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 do what you're doing?
1: Well, Shay, the worst thing anyone can ever say is no, right? The worst they can say is no. Yeah. And inner strength or power, um, I just have so much energy that I need to. Display it in different ways, and I don't know. Like, people are starting to ask me, What's your next big idea? What's your next? Book? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, guys, this was only launched six weeks ago. Could you let me just think about it? Because I'm not ready yet. But it's interesting. Um, it's I think the hunt of what the next, um, how can I say this? Um, when I was in Africa, I went on safari a few years ago, and Shay. We'd get in the the safari vehicle, the Land Rover, and the the Bushman and and the driver and the the tracker would say to me, what do you want to see today? And I uh, I think you want to see lions, you want to see elephants, you want to see rhinos. What do you want to see today? Because we're going to start to track. And I'd look at them and I'd say, "Um, I'll see whatever the day will bring. And they'd look at me and they go, no, no. What is it? You want to track lions today? I said, "Mm, we'll, we'll track whatever. Whatever the day will bring. These gentlemen started looking at each other, three of them rolling their eyes and saying, she's not understanding it. And I said, my husband says, she's she's understanding you. She's just telling you to drive. And Mm. what will happen will happen. Shay, that first drive, that morning in South Africa, cheetah in a tree, sorry, leopard in a tree, a herd of elephants, giraffes, a white rhino, a black rhino, and a herd of elephants in four hours, in four hours. And that never, ever, ever happens. I've heard from people you never see. You're lucky to be five, yes. think, of the big seven. And I saw them all in four hours in the morning. And we got back to the lodge and they just turned off the engine. Everyone was quiet. And I looked at them. I said, gentlemen, you need to have faith you need to be open to whatever the day is going to bring i was and look what it brought me try to put some of that <laughs> oh i
0: love that well i guess we need a lot of faith right now and there's a lot of good unfolding right now in the midst of some very big challenges and i am i am just so happy for you and happy for the world that you are sharing your talent, your knowledge, and your commitment, your commitment to gratitude and faith. Michelle, thank you for being here and joining me on Let's Talk. Thank you for joining the conversation. We are growing an amazing community here at Let's Talk. Please share the show, make sure you're subscribing, and keep talking and you can always reach out to me at coachshamarville.com or on Instagram at Shaymarville let's talk. Let's keep talking.